Confusion filled the trio's mind as they stared on in shock at what Julia had just told them. Without saying a word, Pete stormed out of the room, throwing the door to the medical wing wide open, and it cracked against the stonework. Danny followed quickly after him. Roach apologised to the guards and the staff in the room before rushing after Pete. Pacing back and forth in a small corridor, Pete had his hands on his head before punching the crumbling wall, leaving small specks of blood. What the hell? That can't be true. We saw him die, Danny. Well, we saw him get bitten, that's for sure. But we all know that if you're bitten, you don't necessarily turn. Take Cal, for example. No, that prick. There's no way he's immune. He could be. We didn't know Carl was. You you didn't see him, Roach. There must have been ten, maybe fifteen freaks on him. There's no way he survived that. No fucking way. Maybe we should go see for ourselves. That's the only way we'll know for sure. Look, if Julia is right and that was Abbott, then this is a trap. He would want us to come to him. I've known that fucker long enough to know what goes inside that fucked up little head of his. You didn't know he was working with O'Connell, so... That's... Not helpful. I'm just saying, you never know. I'm not saying it isn't Abbott, but I'm with Roach. The only way of knowing is to go there and find out. I mean, he survived a 20-foot fall, which we didn't think he did. He might be old and miserable, but you got to hand it to him. That maverick was resilient. The maverick? Long story. Look, I think we should go and at least scope it out. Take a group with us and at least investigate, and if it is him, we will deal with it. Babe, in your condition, that is not a good idea. Her condition? Yeah. Danny's- Got nasty food poisoning. That's why I've been so tired and ill recently. I'll be fine, Pete. I'd rather that than do what Rose wanted us to do. Chances are, if we go against her orders, we'll be out. You guys prepared for that? I'll do whatever you guys decide. Danny, are you really willing to jeopardise Cal's future? I want to leave here. So if getting thrown out is the only way, then so be it. What about Cal? We can't bring him with us. It'll be too dangerous. I'm not leaving him again. He's coming with us. Okay, your decision. Right, I'll need to go and speak to Rose. Tell her the wonderful news. (laughs) This is going to go well. You want me to come? No, no. You go and get some rest. That food poisoning, you don't want getting worse. I'm going to go and see how Julia is. See if she's awake and can tell us more. Right, I'll come and find you both afterwards. Good luck. Roach left Pete and Danny and made his way back into the medical wing. The guards had now left, and the two members of the community who had been grafted into work as nurses turned and smiled at him as he entered. Now the adrenaline of Julia's return had subsided, Roach could really take in her injuries. He tried not to stare, but he couldn't take his eyes off the scene that lay out in front of him. A friend... Someone he cared about was lying in a hospital bed, beaten and bruised, unrecognisable, at the hands of someone he thought to be dead. His stomach was in knots and his mind was swirling like a tornado. He pulled a chair closer to the bed and sat down next to her, placing a big hand in hers and he gave her a pathetic smile, as much to say, I'm sorry this happened to you and Jesus Christ what has happened to you. Julia tried to give a smile back, but it hurt too much. Roach appreciated the attempt. Oh, hey. It's nice to have a visitor. How are you feeling? Felt better. (laughs) I'll be honest. Everything hurts. Especially when I breathe. (laughs) It feels like a jackhammer is going off in my head. I can't take a piss without everything hurting. But 
other than that, I'm peachy. What happened? We were on the scavenging mission. Meant to be gone a night, but we decided to keep going. You know, try and find what we could. Recon up empty. Ugh. <clears throat> There's nothing much out there that is any good. All the food's gone bad, the medicine's gone. We're literally scraping together. Ugh. What we can. Anyway, uh, we ended up at Murrayfield Stadium. Seemed for want a better word. Dead. But we were wrong. Okay. Then what happened? Well, we decided to try and get in. See if there was anything inside worth taking. I don't know. Food, scraps, equipment for weapons. We were so desperate to not return empty-handed, you know. So the boys found a way in, and when we got through the doors, there was this fucking community living in there, Roach. Tents, huts, people, everything. Guards patrolling the inside of the stadium and two massive storage containers right down on the pitch. I'd call it impressive if I wasn't so pissed with them. As soon as we walked through the doors, they were on us. Guards stopped us. Took us to your friend. Abbott. Aye. You mentioned his name. But Pete says he's dead. You must have been mistaken. I'm not mistaken for fuck's sake. Look at me. He killed my men and he has Jake. Not only that, but he beats the shit out of me. I mean, I don't know what he looked like when you knew him. But he looks a bit worse for wear now. He's nuts. Not to be messed with, Roach. Well, we're going to go see for ourselves. If it is Abbott, we will deal with him. Take him out if we have to. We'll need you to come with us. No fucking way. Absolutely no fucking way. If I go back, you will kill me. We will not allow that to happen, Julia. Trust me. We need to get Jake back. There is no way we're going to leave him there. (laughs) You've got balls. I'll give you that. Who's the team? Me, you, Pete, Danny. And Cal is coming too. Cal? Danny's wee brother? Are you guys mental? We are not leaving him here. Not again. After what happened, I... Danny... Wouldn't feel right about it. Is that why he doesn't talk? Since what happened to him, he'll only speak to Danny. Even that's not very often. I mean, can you blame him? No. I guess not. Poor wee thing. Look, that's not a big team. We won't get very far. I trust Pete and Danny with my life. They're family. With what we've been through, we will get it done. (sighs) Fair enough. When are we going? Tonight. I think Pete is speaking to Rose now. Look, I will let you rest and I will come and get you. Okay. Thanks for coming to visit me, big un. (laughs) Some time passed which allowed Pete time to calm down and try and sort out the thoughts in his mind and figure out what the hell he was going to say to Rose. As he made his way along the main road of the close, people were starting to set up their stalls for the day and the conversations he heard around him consisted of one thing, Julia's return. People saying, did you see her? And, 
It has something to do with Pete, you know. That's what I heard. He tried to block them out like water seeping into the stone, but he found it difficult. He quickened his pace and made it to Rose's office. A mixture of nerves and anger bubbled inside of him as he hesitantly knocked at the door. Come in. Pete pushed the door open and entered. Although he'd been in her office before, the feeling of deja vu was ever-present and it chilled him to the bone every time. This time was different. After the way Rose had spoken to Danny, the deja vu was stronger as it was laced with a similar anger he felt for O'Connell. Rose sat behind the desk, looking over the map that she had shown Danny, and she looked up, quickly rolling up the paper and placed it on the ground. She gestured for Pete to sit down, and he quickly refused. Good evening, Mum. Ah, Pete. I was hoping you'd come and see me. I believe congratulations are in Ah, order. Thank you. It has come as a bit of a shock. I'm sure. Would you like a drink? No, but thank you. There is something I need to speak to you about. Okay. This sounds ominous. Yeah. Well, I believe you've asked Danny to go and survey some sort of estate or something. And you have come to be the knight in shining armour and tell me that you don't want her going. Well, I'm sorry, Pete, but she doesn't have much of a choice. It's an order, and I expect her to fulfil it. If she doesn't want to do it, she needs to come and see me herself and not send her boyfriend to talk to me. No, it's not that at all. And even if it was, I'm sure as her superior, it would be my decision whether she did it or not. Basically, I'm here to tell you that she won't be doing it and neither will I or any of my team. (laughs) And why is that? We have recently found out that someone we thought to be dead could still be out there running a community. And where did you get this information? Julia Shepard. She went on a scavenging mission and has returned beaten and bloodied. She told me that it was this person who did it. Roach is speaking to her now to try and get some more information. Let me see if I have this right. You are telling me that you are not going to follow my orders because a scavenger says an old friend of yours is running a community. It's not that simple. He's not to be trusted. This community could spell trouble for us. It's better to wipe them out before they have any chance to do it to us. They've already sent a message. Because some of ours went there. We would do the same to anyone who infiltrated our community. You didn't with us. You welcomed us in and made us part of the community. Yes. Well, that was extenuating circumstances. It's out of the question. Right, well, I'm sorry, but I didn't come here to ask for your permission. I won't allow you to go. You have to complete the mission I have sent Danny on. We need to get more information on that estate, and I need you and your team to go with her. No, I'm sorry, but no. We're not going to do it. We're leaving to find more about this community and Abbott. That is none of our concern, Peter. Our concern is finding out about that estate. And I expect you and Danny to leave first thing in the morning. No, we're leaving tonight. If you leave that door, you will never be welcome back. You know that, right? After everything we have done for you lot, you are willing to throw all that away for some possibility... That it may be an old friend of yours. He was never a friend. He's a fucking psycho who battered Julia black and blue just to send a message to me. I will not have you tell me that I cannot protect my family. Peter, I will ask you to watch your mouth when speaking to me. I am your superior and you will treat me as such. No, not anymore you're not. I quit and my team and I are leaving. You can't quit. This isn't just a job, Peter. You can't just leave. Pete stormed out, slamming the door to the office. 
He felt the vibration through the floor and could hear Rose shouting after him. His anger bubbled inside of him as if someone had shaken a soda bottle and it was about to burst. He made his way back along the corridor and into the residential area where he noticed Roach and Danny sitting on the bed. Danny had her arm around Cal who was sitting between her legs and she was reading him a book, his eyes slowly closing as her soft voice echoed through the room. As Pete entered, they looked up. And the second pig said, I'm going to build my house out of wood. Oh, you're back. Right, we have to go. What? Why? So, I might have just told Rose to stick her job and this place and that we are leaving tonight. So, we kind of have to leave right now, otherwise shit is going to get nasty. Oh, shit. What, like, right now? Yeah, right now. So, grab your stuff and get moving. We need to go past medical too to get Julia. She has to come with us. Take us to Abbott. Oh, shit. We are really doing this? Okay, oh, crap. Okay, right. Cal, pack your stuff. Quickly, come on. I'm not arguing. The group started to stuff their belongings into duffel bags and within minutes they were packed up and ready to leave. Together they rushed along the corridor to the main entrance. Pete told the group to go ahead as he headed to the medical wing to collect Julia. The staff of the medical tried to stop him but he used his authority to shoot them down and help Julia to her feet and slowly made their way to the reception, not stopping to speak to anyone who tried to ask what they were doing. As they entered the reception hall, Deirdre stepped forward, lifting her rifle to her chest and blocked the door. Hey, so we're leaving and we need to get out. Sorry, boss. No can do. Word from Rose. We can't open the doors at night. You know that. No, it's okay. We're heading out on a job. All of you? Even the little one? That doesn't seem safe, does it? And she looks half dead. <clears throat> I'm... <sighs> I'm fine, Deirdre. Open the doors. This doesn't seem right. It's fucking night time. You guys are mental. Well, it doesn't kill you and all that. Be careful out there. It's still fucking pissing it down. Oh, hey. What about patrol tomorrow, boss? Oh, no, that's cancelled. So you get a lay-in. Enjoy it. Uh, okay. Well, be safe. And we'll see you later, I guess. Cheers, Deirdre. The night was cold and the rain was battering down around them. For the time being, there was no scabbies around, so that gave them time to formulate a plan. Cal cuddled into Danny holding onto her leg. For the first time in a year, Danny was outside, and all the anxiety and the concern of living with the reborn was gone. But now, it was replaced with the fear of exploring the dead city once more. The Fallen an Eerie Earth production. Written, directed, and edited by Kieran Begg. Starring Saxon Davids as Pete Kirkman, Megan Chase as Danny Cunningham, Andrew Lodge as Roach, Beth Eltringham as Julia, and Susan Potts as Rose. Music by Peter Wyshynski and the Fallen Theme by Ross Budgeon. For more information, head over to eerieearth.com and be sure to catch up on Season 1 anywhere you get your podcasts. As always, thanks very much for listening. Bye-bye for now.